Uh, well, I just wanted to, to jump on real quick and, and put this out somewhere. I, I know we had mentioned a few days ago, I sent out an email and posted on our uh, Facebook page that we were going to be joining in with the folks at Trinity Harvest Church in Hearst uh, at their prayer gathering in their parking lot today. And, and uh, so we did that and several of you came out. And so it was great. It was great to see everybody. I realized, I, I think I, I said this to a couple of people today, but I realized for the first time how much I recognize people based on like head shape and body language because everyone was wearing a mask. So th this was the first time I've had to just like directly identify people on site without like facial features. So that was, that, that's an interesting thing. Um, well, the reason I, I wanted to jump on is I, I was uh, I, I was asked by by Pastor Ray Taylor at Trinity Harvest to to make a statement and say a prayer towards the beginning of, of the event, and I did that. And after it was over, I felt like this is something I'd like to to share with with our folks. It wasn't very long. I they gave me fifteen minutes, and I think I took up at most five, which is probably five more minutes than than someone like me should have at at an event uh, like that. It was. It was great to be a part of it, though, and, and I was so glad to, to see everybody who was able to make it. And again, I was so honored and humbled to to have been invited by by Pastor Ray and, uh, and the folks at, at Trinity Harvest. So what I wanted to do was uh, read the statement that I wrote for that to share it with, with the Collective Church folks. And this I'll put this up on the podcast as well, um, because one of the things that we were asked, there was me and one other, uh, there were several folks who were, who were there, and I was one of two white pastors who were part of it. Um, and everybody else who was there was African American. And one of the first questions that came up, because at the end there was some Q&A, and one of the first questions that came up was, I, I'd like, someone in the crowd asked, I'd like to know what the white pastors here are planning to do to, to be a voice of support and to, to be an actual force for change in these moments. And, uh, Pastor Ray was very gracious and kind of, um, took the question before, uh, the other guy and I really had to sort of like in the moment come up with some sort of like list because the answer to that is still, uh, at, at least for me, I can't speak for the other guy is still like, we're, we're trying to figure that out. And the, the, the best, I mean, really, really the best thing I can do at this moment is, is listen and kind of do what I'm told. And so when, someone like Pastor Ray calls me and asks me to show up and be a part of something, I, I'm going to do what I'm told. I'm going to do do the things that I'm asked to do, and I'm going to try not to get in the way as best I can. So um, I wanted to, all, all that to say, in, in response to the question of what are you going to do, is I, I wanted the statement that I made today and the, and the prayer that I read to not just be a thing that I did because I was in a, a space where I was one of the only white people. I wanted this to be something, I wanted this to be a prayer that our church is is participating in and praying as well. So uh, this is this is what I said, and this is the prayer that I prayed. And uh, so I'll, I'll just read this exactly as I read it while I was there. So if you want to listen, then that's great. Um, if not, that's okay as well. So this this was this was my statement. The Bible tells us that 600 years before the birth of Jesus, the people of Israel were carried into exile by the Babylonian Empire. Their home city was destroyed, they were stripped of their cultural identity, and they were forced to live out the rest of their days in a city that hated them and treated them violently. They spent their days feeling as though their home and their identities had been taken away from them. And the concept of home is not just about where you live, 
or where you keep your stuff. Home is the place where you feel at peace. Home is where you are most able to be who you were created to be. Home is who you were meant to be. It's your identity in all the best ways. It is a terrible thing to feel as though you are far from home, to feel as though you are in a constant state of danger and grief. In the book of Psalms, one of the Hebrew poets who survived the Babylonian exile writes this. He writes, By the rivers of Babylon we sat and we wept when we remembered Zion. There on the poplars we hung our harps. In other words, we had these instruments that we used to play when we had songs of joy to sing, but we have no songs of joy, so we hung our instruments on the tree branches. For there our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? If I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. If I do not remember you, if I do not consider Jerusalem my highest joy. In other words, I, the, the songs that I sing seem so far away because I am so far from my home and I'm trying my best to remember who I was called to be. This is not an unusual thing to find in the Bible. There are entire books in the Bible that are dedicated to lament of, and the expression of grief. And what is the grief expressing? We are far from home, and we are unable to be who we were created to be. When I see videos of black men being murdered by police officers, or murdered by vigilantes who the police are more than happy to protect, or when I read stories of Breonna Taylor or Botham Jean who were simply trying to peacefully exist in their own homes when they were murdered by police officers, I am grieved. And this is not merely a miscarriage of justice, although it, it most definitely is. It is a clear signal that we are all in exile. We are not who we were created to be. And black men and black women are dying because white America has continually refused to acknowledge this. We have forced ourselves and we have forced our neighbors into exile. And the blood of George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and Philando Castile and Botham Jean and Michael Brown and Trayvon Martin and Oscar Grant and hundreds and hundreds of others, their blood is crying out to us from the ground. So let's be honest. How many of us are ready to hang up our harps in the tree branches? In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus tells his followers, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And we often assume that repent means to feel sorry or to feel guilty or to really try hard not to do that thing anymore. But that's not quite right. In, in Hebrew, the word repent is the word teshuva, which, which literally means return. It literally means go back home. So to repent is to return to our original God-given identities. Repent is language that signals the end of exile. It means to finally become who God created us to be. And this is our invitation, to repent and return to our God-created identity, to relentlessly pursue a world in which life is sacred and no one has to live in fear. When Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, I believe that's the kind of world he's talking about. I believe when Jesus says the kingdom of God is at hand, he says, no one should have to be afraid. No one should have to live in a state of constant fear of violence or harassment just based on the way you look. So this is my prayer. Dear God, we feel as though we are experiencing a season of exile. In the United States, we have been living in the exile of white supremacy for over 400 years. We built the system 
and it is responsible for the slaughter of countless black men and black women. We have empowered politicians and law enforcement office, uh, officers to steal life from black bodies with no consequences or even a hint of justice. May we finally return home from this exile. May we repent of the sin of white supremacy, the sin of excusing and minimizing the pain and the death of people who were murdered by those whose only job was to serve and to protect. May our hearts stir and grieve with the mothers and fathers whose children have died needlessly and whose names have become hashtags. May we repent and return from exile so that people of color in the United States can leave their homes without fear of being harassed or killed. May we return from exile and finally build a system that is truly just and humane for all people, not just the people who happen to look like me. In the name of Jesus, who died at the hands of an unjust empire and refused to stay buried, we pray. Amen.